In a society not so distant from our own, dreams were no longer ephemeral whispers of the night. Instead, they were tangible, recorded, and relived, allowing people to escape reality and dive into the depths of their subconscious. These dreams were a commodity, treated like precious memories. In this world, control over one's dreams was a prized possession, and for many, it became an addiction. A young adult named Ella had grown up in this world of dream trading. Her parents had scrimped and saved to buy her a device that allowed her to experience the dreams of others. It was a rite of passage, a way to connect with the collective subconscious of society. Ella would spend hours each day immersed in the dreams of artists, writers, and even strangers from distant lands. It was an escape from her mundane life, a way to experience the extraordinary. But Ella yearned for more. She craved the power to manipulate her own dreams, to be the author of her own subconscious adventures. The technology had advanced to the point where this was possible, though expensive. It required a neural implant that cost a fortune, far beyond what her family could afford. Ella, however, was determined. She took odd jobs, saved every penny, and even pawned some of her dream recordings to pay for the implant. After a year of hard work and sacrifice, Ella finally had enough money to purchase the implant. She lay on the sterile operating table, her heart racing with anticipation. The surgeon implanted the device into her brain, and she felt an odd sensation as the neural interface connected with her thoughts. Ella was now a dream weaver. The first night after the surgery, Ella lay in her bed, her eyes closed, her mind focused. With a thought, she conjured a dreamlike landscape of rolling hills and fields of wildflowers. She was in control, and it was exhilarating. She could feel the wind in her hair and the soft grass beneath her feet. Ella marveled at the newfound power she held over her subconscious. As days turned into weeks, Ella's dreamscapes became more elaborate and fantastical. She explored ancient cities, soared through the skies on the back of dragons, and even conversed with characters from classic literature. Her friends were envious of her newfound ability, and they begged her to let them experience her dreams. But Ella was protective of her newfound power. She relented only occasionally, trading her dream recordings for rare and valuable experiences. However, as Ella delved deeper into the world of dream weaving, she began to notice changes in her waking life. The line between her dreams and reality blurred. She found herself questioning what was real and what was a product of her imagination. It was a thrilling yet disorienting experience. Ella's friends grew concerned, warning her that she was losing touch with the real world. One evening, as Ella was dream-weaving in her favorite virtual forest, she encountered a strange figure among the trees. It was a shadowy presence, its features obscured. It whispered cryptic messages and beckoned her to follow. Ella, curious and undaunted by the unfamiliar, pursued the shadow through her dream. The chase led her deeper into the forest, and the world around her grew darker and more foreboding. Eventually, the shadow revealed itself as a reflection of her subconscious, a manifestation of her fears and insecurities. It mocked her for her obsession with dreamweaving and the detachment from reality it had caused. Ella was shaken to her core, realizing that her newfound power had come at a cost. She had lost her sense of self and the ability to distinguish between the dream world and the real world. As the shadowy presence taunted her, Ella struggled to regain control of her dream. She summoned her inner strength and confronted her fears head-on. 
With a burst of determination, she banished the shadow and returned to the world of her creation, more grounded than before. She knew she had to find a balance between her dream life and reality. Ella decided to share her story with her friends and family, admitting the difficulties she had faced as a dreamweaver. They were understanding and supportive, and they encouraged her to seek professional help to regain her sense of self. Ella underwent therapy and slowly began to reconnect with reality. She made a choice to use her dreamweaving abilities more responsibly. She still ventured into the dream world, but she did so with a newfound sense of caution. She found solace in creating dreams that were therapeutic, using them to confront her fears, heal her wounds, and explore her aspirations. Ella also started a support group for Dreamweavers to share their experiences and help each other maintain a healthy balance between dreams and reality. Ella learned that the power to control her own dreams was a double-edged sword. It could be a source of incredible wonder and creativity, but it could also lead to a dangerous disconnect from reality. She chose to wield that power wisely, using her dreams as a tool for self-discovery and personal growth. Ella's journey served as a cautionary tale for a society enamored with the allure of dreams. It was a reminder that, in a world where dreams could be recorded and relived, it was essential to keep one foot firmly planted in the real world, to embrace the beauty of both the waking and dreaming life, and to find the delicate balance between the two. Ella's journey toward balance was not without its challenges. As she continued her dream-weaving adventures, she was more mindful of her emotional state and the potential consequences of losing herself in her dreams. Her therapist helped her develop techniques to maintain a connection to reality, such as grounding exercises and regular meditation. With practice, Ella became better at transitioning between the dream world and her waking life. One day, while exploring a dream of a tranquil meadow, Ella encountered another dreamweaver named Leo. He was new to the world of dreamweaving and had heard about Ella's experiences. Leo was eager to learn from her, and Ella, understanding the importance of responsible dreamweaving, decided to mentor him. She showed Leo the wonders of dreamweaving, the thrill of conjuring new worlds, and the power of facing one's inner fears and desires. At the same time, she warned him about the potential pitfalls, the danger of becoming disconnected from reality, and the need to strike a balance. Leo was a quick learner, but he was also impulsive. He saw dreamweaving as a gateway to endless possibilities and sought to push the boundaries of his dreams. Ella recognized in him the same passion and ambition she once had. She urged him to be cautious and remember the lessons she had learned the hard way. However, Leo's obsession with dreamweaving grew stronger. He became obsessed with creating increasingly complex and fantastical dreams, often staying immersed in them for days at a time. His friends and family grew concerned, just as Ella's had in the past. They tried to reach out to him, but he was too entranced by the dreamscapes he had created. One day, while navigating a particularly intense dream, Leo lost track of time and space. He became unable to distinguish between the dream world and reality. His consciousness teetered on the edge of an abyss, and he could not find his way back. It was a perilous situation and Ella knew that if he didn't regain control, he might be lost in his dreams forever. Ella reached out to Leo within the dream, using her experience to guide him back to reality. She conjured a simple, familiar setting, a park they had both visited in their childhood. The simplicity of the scene and the warmth of their shared memories began to anchor Leo's consciousness. 
Alice spoke to him through the dream, reminding him of their conversations about balance, the importance of staying connected to the real world, and the potential consequences of becoming lost in one's dreams. Slowly, Leo started to regain his sense of self. It was a difficult and emotional process, but Ella's guidance helped Leo find his way back to reality. He awoke from his dream-weaving experience with a newfound appreciation for the boundaries between dreams and the waking world. Leo was grateful to Ella for rescuing him from the brink of a dream-induced crisis. He understood that his passion for dream-weaving had nearly cost him his sanity. With Ella's guidance, he learned to use his abilities more responsibly, creating dreams that were both beautiful and therapeutic, rather than all-consuming. Together, Ella and Leo continued to explore the world of dream-weaving, but with a profound sense of respect for its power. They shared their experiences and lessons with the dream-weaving community, emphasizing the importance of balance and self-awareness. In the society where dreams could be recorded and relived, Ella's story became a beacon of hope and a reminder that while the power to manipulate one's dreams was a wondrous gift, it came with great responsibility. She and Leo became advocates for the mindful use of dream-weaving technology, striving to educate others about the potential risks and rewards. In the end, Ella's journey from obsession to balance, and her role as a mentor and guide, left a lasting legacy in a society where dreams had become a central part of life. It was a society where the power to shape one's dreams was both a blessing and a curse, a world where the delicate dance between the dream and the real was the ultimate challenge. Ella and Leo's experiences served as a testament to the transformative potential of dreams, for better or for worse, and the importance of mastering the art of dream weaving with wisdom and responsibility.